This podcast is a production of Phoenix Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the Phoenix Media Podcast Network by visiting phoenixmedia.us. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. Laugh it up, fuzzball. I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Here goes the last DJ. Wash my hands of this weirdness. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Wednesday, August 12th. We are your daily dose of laughs and levity in a crazy, crazy world. I'm joined by my co-host, Tony Sanfilippo. Tony, how are you holding up this morning? Oh, good morning, everybody. I'm doing all right. It's about the same as it usually is every day, Pinky. Uh, <laughs> exhausted from trying to take over the world. So, Well, we're halfway through the week, and, uh, you know, it's it's getting to that point towards the end of the week where, you know, the, the sleep depravity starts to catch up a little bit, but then, uh, you know, we get to catch up a little bit on our sleep, hopefully by the weekend. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> we'll see. You never know. You never know. Well, good, good. I'm glad you're here with me. Um, do you have your Zip Fizz, your Green Teeny, anything to, to give you that little extra oomph this morning? Uh, I do. Awesome, awesome. All yeah. right. Well, let's go ahead and kick things off with my question for a co-host, as I do every day. Tony, If and I know you wouldn't find yourself in this situation, but again, put your theoretical hat on. If you were running from the police, at what point would you give up? Well, when you knew you were screwed, like if there's nowhere left to run, um, then you would just give up. However, you pay a steep price when they catch you. That's <laughs> that's for damn sure. If you run, uh, you're screwed because you can't run forever. You'll eventually get caught. So exactly. But if I hypothetically, it would just be when I ran out of ran out of gas or knew I was screwed. So all right, yeah, you know, it's one of those things that. Uh, you know, if you are being pursued, you're almost better off just giving yourself up at some point in order to uh, make sure that the damage done is not uh, excessive. Unlike this guy. So a uh, Glassboro man allegedly caused two auto accidents and tried to sexually assault a woman in a rampage that left several people injured, including a police officer. The incident began Friday morning when Andrew M. Tolbert, 23, kicked several individuals out of his family's home, according to an affidavit of probable cause filed by the police. He then allegedly walked to a neighbor's house, stole a Ford pickup truck, and drove the wrong way down State Street, triggering an accident involving two other vehicles. One of the other vehicles, a Honda Pilot, overturned, trapping the injured driver. As others ran to assist, Tolbert allegedly left the pickup and stole an unoccupied BMW after the driver stopped to help the injured motorist. 
Before taking that car, he tried to take a GMC Yukon from a driver who had stopped for the crash, but she was able to lock him out of the vehicle. When the BMW owner saw that Tolbert was taking his car, he tried to stop him. Quote said, Andrew smirked at him and proceeded to pull a U-turn and flee the area and would have struck the owner's car if he hadn't moved. Police say Tolbert then drove to Novacare Rehabilitation on North Main Street in Glassboro, walked inside and pulled down his pants, exposing his genitals to staff and patients. He told an employee to come here and repeatedly tried to grab her and pull the woman into a separate room while also trying to pull down her pants. Wow, this guy's a piece of work. Two two patients intervened and forced Tolbert to leave the building, police said, noting that the employee was not seriously injured. Because of the disturbance, Novacare employees had moved patients into a neighboring building and locked the doors. Tolbert tried unsuccessfully to break in, causing significant damage to the doors in the process. Tolbert took off as police arrived and allegedly slammed the BMW into one of their vehicles, pinning Officer Darian Martinez between his open door and the police car. The officer was treated at a hospital at a hospital for a rib injury. From there, Tolbert led officers on a pursuit, drove through a split rail fence, and ran head-on into a Ford Escort at Carpenter and Norway Streets. The BMW overturned and a passenger in the Escort was thrown from that vehicle. Tolbert resisted arrest and officers had to use pepper spray and a taser and a canine dog to take him into custody. He then, quote, proceeded to use his teeth to scrape blood into his mouth and spit into the eye of another officer. That officer was treated for exposure to bodily fluids. Wow. I mean, that is a a, uh, mad libs of a police chase. Um, Again, this guy needs serious help. You know, Going that he went to a rehabilitation center, you know if you walk in and you admit yourself, they'll take you in. You don't have to try and force your way in. Yeah, absolutely. Like, you just do it. Well, and then when you when you create all that, you're just creating more havoc for yourself. It's, it's insane. <laughs> well, and again, what we were saying is, you know, this guy was, was pepper sprayed, tased, and a canine dog was used on him. So, uh, you know, if you give up in the beginning... You know, you can avoid all of that pain. Oh, yeah. Big dude had to have been on some type of drugs. Just had to be. Oh, I'm sure. There's, it no, does... there's no way you, you uh, Incredible Hulk your way through all that. So. <laughs> no. It doesn't it say is... if he was or wasn't, but uh, it's pretty safe to assume that that was the case. Right. Wow. Yeah. That is just, that was definitely one of the more uh, crazier uh uplifting morning stories you've given us on the show but that's uh definitely a little different yeah luckily he's in custody and as i say every morning you know we live in a crazy crazy world and this is just more proof to that well folks we do have a wonderful show lined up for you today it is wednesday let's talk about today's show shall we Hump day! Yeah! Yeah! Yeah. All right. Today, as we do on Wednesdays, we have Animal Tales, sponsored by RoughWriters.org. We have a segment called Unexpected Movie Cameos. Our call-in topic today is the best fast food french fries. I know you guys have a lot to say about that. We have a segment uh, named after something that I talk about every once in a while on here. It's called Words Are Hard. Words they really are hard. Are. We have This Day in History, and up next, Tony is here with the entertainment news. Folks, don't go anywhere. After these messages, we'll be right back. (laughs) 
unable to listen to the whole show, a recording of today's program will be available later today. Visit americamatters.us and click on the podcast link. Now back to the show. And we are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Wednesday, August 12th. We love the interaction from you guys, the listeners and watchers, whether you're chiming in on our Facebook page or you are leaving us a message on the Phoenix line, a 24-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week voicemail line, giving you guys the chance to uh, call in and talk about anything that your heart desires. That number is 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. That's 855-336-4973. All we ask is that you keep it entertaining. We will put those together and put them out in a future show. Now, it is the second segment of this show, and Tony is here with the entertainment news. Good morning, everybody. It is Wednesday, August 12th, and here's your Filippo Fast Five. (laughs) William Peterson and Horde, is it Georgia Fox? Are in talks to star in CSI event series. They played Gil and Sarah. I don't know if it's Jorge. It's like J-O-R-J-A. Georgia. Georgia. Yep. I don't know. Georgia. It's a cool way of spelling it. Uh, college football is sacked. The Big mm. Ten and Pac-12 have postponed till spring. ACC. Absolutely. The ACC and the SEC have not made the same commitment. So as of right now, there may be some, but without the big stuff, there really will be none. Uh, Mike Tyson's fight against Roy Jones Jr. has reportedly been delayed till November just to draw more buys for the pay-per-view and get them in better shape, ready to go. MLB returns to Buffalo for the first time in 105 years. Wow. Say hello to the Buffalo Blue Jays since they were banned (laughs) from Florida or from Florida, from Canada uh, due to COVID-19. Florida was just off on the on the side screen here. My brain read that. Um, but yeah, the Buffalo Blue Jays. So that's where they'll be playing uh, baseball this year. So that's pretty neat. And randomly for a top five, uh, Pantera's Vinnie Paul is memorialized at a Texas Rangers um, during their, their games as a fan cutout. He's out in the outfield by the uh, home run pool. Hell yeah! <laughs> and that's your Filippo Five. Very cool. Real, and, real quick, uh, did you see the other cutout uh, that's been making the viral rounds? It's uh, Bernie from Weekend at Bernie's. Bernie from Weekend at Bernie's. Yep. <laughs> so they're having some, definitely having some fun with all that, which is cool. Yep. If you go to the Dodgers game, like AC Slater's behind home plate. So, <laughs> old Mario Lopez. All right. So aside, moving on from the baseball world of things. Um, as you know, or if you guys didn't know, or living under a rock, Disney bought Fox about a year ago, and uh, Say what? Been, been putting all their stuff out and uh, releasing their movies and everything. Well, now it's official. Disney unveils 20th Television, ending the area of 20th Century Fox. So it'll still have the same iconic uh, intro that. <laughs> okay anyways so along those lines somewhat uh well now it's just say 20th television versus 20th century fox so it was always at every episode of the simpsons modern family american dad king of the hill um now it'll just be there um it will also be a part of other changes including abc studios will now be called abc signature and Touchstone Television reemerging from what used to be Fox 
21 television studio. These moves make sense on a basic level to make it clear that Disney properties are not related to the Fox Corporation, which still owns Fox News, Fox Sports, and Fox Entertainment. Makes sense why they dropped the Fox. Right. So and- um, so you'll start seeing that um, on their movies, um, on Disney Plus, and all that good stuff will start doing that. Yeah, they started that with uh, the movies, and uh, I forget what it's called on the film side, but it's uh, the same fanfare, but it's 20th films. So, yeah, or 20th Searchlight. Mo- no, it's no, like search, it's not no, Searchlight, why, but it's know? it's twentieth, and then you know where it says Century Fox down below, it just says like movies or films or something along those lines. I forget what I was watching, but they've already started rolling that out. Yeah, that's crazy. A lot of time and effort put into that, huh? Yep. <laughs> At least they're keeping the uh, fanfare. Yeah, definitely. I'm curious what they do with the Simpsons movie when they had Ralph come out to that <laughs> intro. So. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, anyways, um, so everybody, every day I seem to re- report about reboots, re- remakes, and rehashes. Well, here's another one. Uh, the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air is going to be rebooted as a drama. Ugh. Get ready to move back in with your auntie and uncle in Bel-Air. Nope. The Fresh Pr- <laughs> you didn't even let me read what it's about. Nope. <laughs> you just nope me. <laughs> the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air is returning to airwaves at long last, but not in the form you might expect. According to The Hollywood Reporter, the series is being rebooted with a darker and more dramatic tone. The new series is being developed by Morgan Cooper, who achieved internet fame in March of 2019 with the release of Bel-Air, an unlicensed faux trailer for a proposed Fresh Prince reboot. That trailer seems to have had the desired effect. With THR reporting, Cooper's work caught the eye of original series star Will Smith, who actually interviewed Cooper about the project in 2019. The reboot is also titled Bel Air and is a co-production between Smith's Westbrook Studios and Universal TV. Cooper is co-writing and directing the pilot, which will serve as co-executive producer on the new series. Chris Collins from The Wire is serving as the showrunner and executive producer and is co-writing the script with Cooper. Original series creators Andy and Susan Borowitz and producers Smith, Quincy Jones, and Benny Medina will also executive produce Bel Air. No cast members have been announced, and it's unclear if any of the actors from Bel Air trailer will return. Uh, so I'm still I'm still guessing that's a no for you. Well, now that you've explained it, uh, all I have to say is nope. Yeah. <laughs> um, I know. Where's Uncle Fred? How about no? You know, it's, again, it's these loose reboots, rehashes where, you know, they're, they're standing on the shoulders of a name that people are familiar with. It's like what you were talking about. I think it was yesterday with Blazing Saddles, but Blazing Samurais. Yeah, oh yeah. It, it's different enough, and it's so different that uh, just call it something else. You know, you don't need to hang your hat on a name that people already know and love, and then change the entire format. The whole joy of Fresh Prince of Bel Air was the fact that it was a comedy, and that uh, you know it was sort of a breakout role for Will Smith. Yeah, exactly. And the the actor in the trailer looks pretty similar to a young Will Smith too. So, um. I mean, a lot of the trailer looks like it still has some of the fun of it, but it won't be like your traditional sitcom, which was what made uh, The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air so good to begin with. Right, it it takes a dark turn. 
Dark turn in Bel Air. I'm with you. Just completely reimagine it. Like you can still call it Bel Air, but just I wouldn't. You know, I, I call it something yeah. else. You know. Yeah. True. Touche. I wouldn't call it Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Right. So. <laughs> But uh, uh, let's see. Yep, I still got time for these. Um, New York Comic Con 2020 will go digital with live YouTube panels. New York City uh, Comic Con is partnering with Sister Con, MCN Comic Con in London. Um, these will be all digital events with live YouTube panels, which is a little different than what the San Diego Comic Con did. The event place will still take place in October 19. But instead of watching panels in the expedition halls, panels will be held live on YouTube. Uh, New York City Comic Con doesn't just stop because we don't, we can't do what we've done in the past. The company said. Instead, we took it. We took a look into the future. We may not be meeting the Q Hall each morning, but we're excited to join forces with our sister event, MCM Comic Con in London, to bring you New York Comic Con's Metaverse, our new online portal dedicated to delivering pop culture experiences right into your homes. That'll be October 8th through the 11th. I don't know. We'll see, man. Hopefully they can sit back and kind of watch what uh, DC fandom is going to do. Cause I got a feeling DC fandom is going to be what, like we said the other day, what uh, San Diego comic-con should have been. Right. And you know, with this New York comic-con at home, whatever they want to call it, the success of it depends on the panels that they put together. You know, where San Diego Comic-Con fell short was they didn't have very many interesting panels. They had a few, but for the most part, it was not stellar. You know, whereas this yeah. DC fandom looks like it's going to be fantastic because it's, you know, big name actors, big name projects that uh, people are, are really looking forward to. Right. Um I don't know. The, the, after watching what the San Diego one was like, I, these like this one doesn't have me excited at all. The DC one has me intrigued. I, I'm me looking too. forward to seeing that. Yeah. So, uh, speaking of, well, I was intrigued when I read the story, but then you'll find out why not so much at the end of it. But uh, going back to our childhood, and uh, it's not a reboot or a remake. It's actually just a sequel. And that is Earthworm Jim is coming back. Earthworm Jim 4. Mm. Yeah. So back in 94, Earthworm Jim was uh, released on the Sega Genesis and the Super Nintendo. It would later spawn on sequels. Uh, Earthworm Jim 2 was a fun game. And then I had a cartoon series. Um, and then Earthworm Jim 3, I never played. It was like Earthworm Jim 3D on the PlayStation yeah. and all that. Well, if you've been clamoring for 4, this game is in the art style of battle toads like we talked about it's very animated okay looks it looks cool but the problem is is it's coming out for a system that you have never heard about the intellivision amico <laughs> not making this up <laughs> earthworm gym 4 looks to retain hand-drawn and animated style from the first two games um but unfortunately it's come it was supposed to come out earlier this year but it is delayed and the only way to play it is going to be on the Intellivision Amico, which is a system I have never freaking heard about. Well, the so, original Intellivision didn't work. Why do they think that this one would? Yeah, exactly. But the game looks beautiful. I hope it finds its way to all major systems. It, Otherwise, this poor game is not going to get an audience. So it probably just, will after this Amico 
you know, fails to uh, get any sort of audience. Yeah, never heard of that. And then lastly, before we roll into the birthdays, as you know, the one-up arcades are a big hit. Um, we discussed that it might be a little small to have. Well, Neo Geo is actually going to, that's another throwback from our 90s. The Neo Geo MVSX arcade cabinet has been revealed, and it's going to bring not just three games, you know, like that's the most arcade one-up comes up, this one's going to have numerous games. It's set for release in October. The cabinet will retail for $3.99, and this has an optional base. It extends at the height. So it looks like they kind of went with the, the Arcade 1-Up deal. Mm-hmm. It's not made from Arcade 1-Up either. It's its own thing. Um, the cabinet will feature a 17-inch display and offer support for up to two players. Looks just like the old Neo Geo machines of years past. Um, and it's got every game. It's got uh, all the metal slugs, all the samurai showdowns, nice. uh, art of fightings, king of fighters, to name a few. I will share it on our page. You can read the list. And if you're into it, it's awesome. It looks impressive. But that's it for your entertainment news. Let's get on boogieing down to birthdays, huh? It's my All right, birthdays. Tyson Fury, 31. He's a boxer. Yvette Nicole Brown, she was on Community, and she does all the Walking Dead stuff um, on Talking Dead. She's 48. Sir Mix-a-Lot, Baby Got Back, 56. Uh, Casey Affleck, Ben Affleck's uh, little brother, 44. Maggie Lawson, who played Jules in Psych, is 40. And Pete Sampras, a.k.a. Mr. Veronica Vaughn and tennis player, 48. And that is your Celebrity Birthdays for August 12th. Right on. Well, that does it for entertainment news. When we come back, we have Animal Tales, sponsored by RoughRiders.org. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. To join the conversation, call 844-790-TALK. That's 844-790-8255. Now, back to the show. Now, back to the show indeed. This is the Crucial Phoenix Radio Show. It is Wednesday, August 12th. Now, uh, we are all over social media. Many of you watching us right now on Facebook. Uh, Facebook Live or YouTube Live. We also rebroadcast every evening on the AUN TV network. That's 13 stations across Northern California and Northern Nevada. Now, if you want to get a hold of us on social media, you can find me at uh, on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. That's Christian with a K, Phoenix with an F, Radio, of course, with an R, or on Instagram at Christian Phoenix. Tony's available at facebook.com forward slash Tony.sanfilippo. That's S-A-N-F-I-L-I-P-P-O dot nine four. Or on Instagram at Tony.sanfilippo81. Now it is Wednesday, and as we do every Wednesday, we have Animal Tales sponsored by RoughRiders.org. Rough Riders is a local dog rescue nonprofit, 501c3, dedicated to the transport of dogs from uh, rural kill shelters into the local shelters and rescues here to find them a new home, give them a second chance at life. If you want to learn more, head over to RoughRiders.org. That's R-U-F-F writers.org or facebook.com forward slash rough writers saves now let's head on in to animal tales dogs and the cats they take up the middle of the 
honeybee hums and the cricket fiddles, the donkey prays and the pony neighs, the old great badger sighs. Listen to the bass, it's a one on the bottom where the bullfrog croaks and the hippopotamus moans and groans with the big to do, and the old cow just goes moo. I want to find the old uh, speak and say. A cow says moo. <laughs> All right, let's head on into our first story. This one, this one I've seen, uh, actually, it's been making the viral rounds and uh, super heartwarming. I, I love the story. Probably my most favorite of anything that I've ever done, uh, Animal Tales-wise, on this uh, show. Persistency gets you places, especially into people's hearts. And few live by these words as seriously as one dog from Brazil. He found himself a job, got adopted, and became famous simply by showing up. Earlier this year, the staff at Hyundai Prime dealership noticed the dog hanging around. At first, they thought it was just a temporary thing, and the pup would soon move on to search for happiness elsewhere. But as time went on, one thing became evident. He was determined to stay, so they let him. The dealership named the friendly stray Tucson Prime and hired him. They even gave him gave him his own ID card and everything. It's an awesome name, Tucson Prime. Although they adopted the dog in May, the story started to go viral just earlier this week after the official handle of Hyundai Brazil posted images of the professional consultant on their Instagram account. They said the initial plan was simply to provide the dog refuge, but his ability to greet and interact with customers earned him a promotion. Showroom manager Emerson Mariano told media outlet that the feedback for Tucson's customer service in the store has been extremely positive, and he said the environment in their organization has improved thanks to the dog's very caring and docile nature. Mariano said that many customers returned to the store even after having purchased a car just to say hi to the dog and give him gifts. The manager made the decision to take in the dog during a particularly rainy night when he felt so sorry for the stray, he just had to invite him inside and offer him food and water. Then, Mariano instantly became attached to the dog and suggested to the board that they adopt Tucson as a mascot. He said, after all, the company has always been pet friendly, so now we decided to embrace this idea in practice too, having our own pet precisely at a more complicated time like this with so many abandoned animals. And uh, I'm going to post this onto our Facebook page, but uh, they've taken some fun with uh, their Instagram account posting the dog in different situations, you know, sitting in the car, he's up at a desk wearing a, a, a tie, he is, uh, <laughs> he's at a computer wearing a headset. I mean, it's it's adorable, it's heartwarming, and uh, I mean, good on this Hyundai dealership for uh, bringing that dog in. That's so good, especially when they could get the dog to do these poses and the dog's just like having fun with it or, you know, not resisting like, yeah, like it's just so funny when you get animals and you try to dress them up and stuff. Like, well, <laughs> no, I don't. But when I was younger, you know, you try to put glasses on your dog or something. And they just look at you and they're like, "Nope." Yeah, and you never know with a stray. You know, a stray could be skittish, could be weird, but it seems like this dog is just, you know, he just wants to belong to somebody or in this case, a, a dealership. And you know, he's along for the ride, and and good on them for for bringing him in. That's awesome. It is. That's that's a very good story. I like that one. And it's obviously one of the reasons that we do this feature is, uh, you know, really to highlight, uh, you know, the 
the benefits of adoption and just because a dog is a stray or a cat's a stray um, doesn't mean that they are a bad animal no in fact uh we got uh when i was married we got uh shadow our shiba inu from the dumb friends league in denver uh best dog i've ever had to this date um uh, and i and that sounds mean because i loved my uh my black lab doobie he was mm. a great dog too but Sh- shadow was definitely bar far by far my bar favorite. Far? we got him at a shelter yeah because <laughs> we got his sister at at a pet ranch or a pet store it wasn't quite the same experience. It was actually, it was that one was pretty bad. Yeah, vanilla was kind of a pain in the ass. Mm-hmm. An extreme pain in the ass, and <laughs> and she was the one that ended up being skittish and and just yeah. Right, Pro- probably overbred, and, but yeah, uh, yeah. But let's move on to our next story in animal tales. <laughs> Moving from dogs to cats, a young ginger cat who was swept out to sea by the tide is safely back on shore, thanks to the surprise crew of a charter boat who hauled him in. This is not the catfish that they were looking for, nor was it your stereotypical salty sea dog. Yarr, salty sea dog, me matey. Leave the puns to Ryan. A young ginger tomcat was caught doing his best fish imitation by the crew of a charter fishing boat, and just in time. The finless feline was on its last sea legs, with little hope of returning to shore under his own steam. They say he was struggling to stay up. We caught him, brought him in the boat, and let him recover. Uh, and no doubt that this is the catch of the day they'll be recalling for many days to come. According to Captain Cruz illustrated post on his Facebook account, says the poor little guy was sucked out by the tide and was very lucky his boat happened to come along uh, while a fishing while on a fishing trip. The waterlogged furball managed to call out or meow out to be exact, and his rescuers before being neatly scooped up. Uh, or to his rescuers before being neatly swept up with a net. Once uh, deposited on board, the grateful kitty meekly allowed itself to be dried off and wrapped in a towel until the boat docked. This particular fishing tale has a happy and very believable ending as well, since one of his rescuers has found him a forever home, presumably one far from the fickle sea. So uh, again, uh, you know, uh, an animal in need is rescued by some uh, very sweet people and obviously ends up finding a home because of it. That's awesome. Yar, that be me, matey. I found that at the sea on the sea log. Yar. <laughs> Leave the pirate here. Yar. All right. Let's finally move on to our last story in Animal Tales today. <laughs> Well, a West Palm Beach woman was horrified to find a python in her washing machine. Emily Visnick had just come back to her high-rise apartment from a run when she decided to check on her laundry. When she saw the snake, she initially wondered if it was a snake print clothing of some sort. She decided to reach in, and that's when she realized it was a living snake that was inside her laundry machine. Visnick called apartment maintenance to remove the snake. She had no idea how it got into her laundry room. And there's a picture of it, and it looks massive. I mean, you would think that somebody would have had to have physically placed it in there, but, uh, you know, somehow it found its way in. That's that's where you got to play your no button. How about no? Right. That's the only no I have. Yep. Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> well, folks, that does it for Animal Tales. When we come back, we've got unexpected movie cameos. So, folks, movie? don't go anywhere because... After these messages... 
we'll be right back. Are you shy and don't want to talk on the air? Text us your questions or comments to 775-237-2266. Now back to the show. And we are back. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Wednesday, August 12th. Now, if you missed a portion of the show or you want to catch up on any of the previous shows, it's easy enough to do so. Head over to americamatters.us, click on the shows and podcasts link, scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. From there, you can get video You can also get audio as well, or head over to wherever you get podcasts, whether it's Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor Breaker, TuneIn, iHeart, about 20 in all. And when you get there, uh, be sure to subscribe so that way you always have the latest episode. Leave a review, let us know what you think, and tell your friends because sharing is caring. Now, in this segment, uh, it's no secret Tony and I are big movie fans. Words are hard. But that segment's later. Specifically, pop culture type movies, you know, the, the big comic book, tentpole, blockbuster type movies, uh, horror movies. <laughs> that, that's your soundbite because I don't have that one. But uh, came across a list of unexpected movie cameos from people that you wouldn't expect to see in certain projects. Some you might. But, uh, you know, it's always one of those fun things that when you're watching a movie and somebody pops up that you recognize that's not in a major role. In fact, they might not even have a speaking part. Um, It's always fun to be like, hey, well, that is this list. For instance, an actor I'm not a big fan of. He is a real-life Muppet, but in a blink (laughs) and you miss it type moment lin-manuel miranda had a quick little cameo appearance in star wars the rise of skywalker apparently due to the fact that he wrote some of the music in the film which i didn't know about but even in this picture and i'll post it on our facebook page he looks like a muppet it's the craziest thing hi there i'm uh i'm in uh, the movie star wars no big deal <laughs> i've been there for 0.52 seconds Goy guy woohoo and he was good in Hamilton, uh, but everything else that I've seen him in, it's, yeah, he's just like a, a a weird character of what should be a human being, but he's not, and I don't know, it's weird. Just my two Yeah, sense. it is a little strange, yeah. <laughs> Here's one, again, uh, you know, the, the geeky, nerdy guys. In Thor Ragnarok, if you weren't really paying attention... You may have missed Matt Damon, Sam Neill, and Luke Hemsworth as the the actors portraying Loki, Odin, and Thor uh, in the play that is being done um, when uh, Loki is still in his Odin uh, form, you know, uh, having taken over um, Asgard. But uh, fantastic cameos from all three actors, and I think Matt Damon kind of stole that performance in there. Yeah, definitely. That was it was good how it was all tied in like that. Because <laughs> he was super noticeable. I was like, huh. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the funny thing is I noticed him first, and then uh, then Sam Neill. I was like, oh, that's Sam Neill. And then realized that uh, Luke Hemsworth, who doesn't get as much screen time, obviously, as his brothers, was playing the Thor role, which is kind of a, a nice little... Uh, a bit of nepotism, I guess you could say. Yeah, if you, <laughs> speaking of nepotism... 
think about this. This is the second time that Matt Damon played Loki. He also played Loki in Kevin Smith's Dogma. That's right. Kind of a weird... Interesting. Not the comic book version, but the the Norse mythology version. Yes. And then also, Kendra typed in Matt Damon is in Deadpool 2. Yes, he is. He's also a cameo in that movie. Yeah, you know who else was is uh, uh, Brad Pitt. He was the invisible... Blink and you miss it, and he's in there. Not even a speaking line. Nope, nope. But uh, that's what makes these things so much fun. For instance, this next one, uh, you know, if you actually bothered to watch Dumb and Dumber 2, which was the years after I, sequel, which was okay, not as good as the original. It was original. all right. Yeah. Well, uh, if you notice Jeff Daniels' drug-making roommate Ice Pick, that was actually Bill Murray under all of that uh, uh, face mask and and uh, you know yellow uh, um, hazmat suit. Yeah, ooh, it's stinging the eyes. Yeah, no, that's Ice Pick over there. Yeah, he just makes his rock candy. Gets a lot of clientele. That scene is actually pretty funny. <laughs> it's got some funny parts, but. I, it still doesn't hold a candle to the original. No, before. gosh, no. Um, that is also, uh, I had just seen something. That's the only reason why I knew Bill Murray was in there. When I watched it, I had no idea. But I did see some type of video on, it was like a top 10 video, and he was on there. So All right. So I don't, that, if you're wondering why I wasn't shocked that Peter Venkman was in Dumb and Dumber 2, that's, that's why I wasn't shocked. Because you already knew. Uh, we were talking earlier about reboots and rehashes and, and how when they try to change genres of something, it, it often doesn't work. Well, this is one case where it did. The uh, movie reboots of 21 Jump Street, uh, directed by uh, Phil Lord and Chris Miller, which uh, starring Channing Tatum and... Uh, um, um, My name is Jeff. that's where that comes from but but if you missed it holly robinson pete peter deluise and johnny depp actually reprised their roles from the original tv series in cameos for the movie yes i know lacy knew that lacy knows everything johnny depp related (laughs) michael you can dm me if i'm wrong but i think that is true like when he actually played a normal role in Crybaby. Yeah, yeah, I can't think. That must have been maybe the last time he played like a normal role. I don't know. It's he, he only plays characters at this point. Uh, speaking yeah. of Johnny Depp, this next one is uh, Keith Richards actually played Jack Sparrow's father in Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End. Keith Richards is the guitarist for Rolling Stones, and uh, yeah, that was a nice little uh, cameo, and he did a great job acting. Yeah, he did a good job. I'll give him that. I agree. Now, uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse obviously featured a lot of uh, big-name actors in the voice roles. And if you stayed to the very end, there was a very fun, cheeky um, kind of play on the old 19, I want to say 60 Spider-Man, where the animation was very limited uh, between the Peter Parker Spider-Man and Spider-Man 2099. Well, the person who voiced Spider-Man 2099 is actually Oscar Isaac, who uh, you would know, obviously, from the recent Star Wars movies, and uh, um, he played Apocalypse in X-Men Apocalypse. Yeah, that's crazy. I didn't know that. That's crazy. <laughs> is it really that crazy, though, Tony? No. No, not really. All right, uh, moving on. 
a, uh, a huge fan of the Lord of the Rings franchise, uh, Stephen Colbert actually had a small cameo in The Hobbit, The Desolation of Smaug. And again, a non-speaking role, uh, just sort of a, an establishing shot. And uh, yeah, it's nice that somebody who is such a big fan ended up getting to uh, um, you know, be a part of it, even if it is just a small bit part. Fearful, fearful habitsies, little Stephen Colbert's. Was in my desolation of smogs, <laughs> All right, moving on with unexpected cameos. Uh, this is a little of Inception right here, but uh, Adam Lambert, who is the current singer of Queen, actually had a cameo in the movie Bohemian Rhapsody as the uh, trucker who followed Freddie Mercury into the bathroom. Uh, but, uh, like I said, a little Inception going on there. Yeah. Lambert. <laughs> was that SpongeBob? No, there was there was a cartoon out there. It was called like Lambert the Cowardly Lion. His oh, name I is Lambert. Forgot about that. Not one of the better well-known what uh, cartoons, no. but uh, mm. all right. Moving on. Obviously, Stan Lee is somebody who is famous for his cameos in pretty much all of his projects. Uh, you know, anything Marvel-related, you can pretty much expect something from Stan Lee. Now, something he did show up in that you wouldn't expect him in was uh, Ralph Breaks the Internet. When uh, they're looking around the Internet and there's the Marvel Studios side, one of the avatars walking through is Stan Lee himself. And sadly, he passed away just a week before the film's release. So, uh, you know, hopefully he got to see it before he passed. Yeah, hopefully. I know they filmed a bunch of them as he was getting up there in age just to make sure they had it. Yeah. Uh, for certain movies, yeah. Yeah, and I think his final actual appearance was in Captain Marvel, um, where they had a nice dedication to him through the, the whole uh, beginning establishing uh, Marvel Studios credits. Right. Here's one that I didn't pick out, uh, that uh, Brandon Crane, who played the young Ben in the 1990 It TV miniseries, reappeared in uh, It Chapter 2 as a board member at Hanscom Architecture. And uh, so nice bringing somebody from the original TV miniseries back to, um, you know, the, the reboot that they did here recently. That's uh, That's crazy. Did not... Did not know that. Did you know James Bond was in Star Wars The Force Awakens? I did know that one. I That was a very popular one. Yeah, Daniel You'll Craig. You'll never see his face, though. No, Daniel Craig played a stormtrooper in Star Wars The Force Awakens when... Uh, Awakens! <laughs> when Rey is being um, uh, interrogated. And then finally, as we head into the break, Glenn Close played a pirate in the movie Hook. And it was the pirate who's uh, put into uh, uh, the chest. But uh, again, blink and you miss it. And those are unexpected movie cameos. When we come back, we have our common topic, best fast food french fries. We know you'll want to chime in for it. It up, fuzzball. I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s.
Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Here goes the last DJ. Gentlemen, I wash my hands of this weirdness. It is Wednesday, August 12th. We are your daily dose of laughs and levity in a crazy, crazy world. So much so that I even found a soundbite that fits it perfectly. Has the planet gone mad? Yes, (laughs) the planet has gone mad. I'm joined by my co-host, Tony Sanfilippo. Tony, we're into the second hour. How you feeling at this point? Hey, feeling good, buddy. Um... I'm awake now. I'm uh, drinking my uh, protein smoothie for hour two. Um, didn't have the green tea today, but I had some type of energy drink. And uh, yeah, feeling good. Um, show goes by quick as all. So uh, yeah, yeah, always here a good, we are. Always a good way to get the morning started, even if you start it out is. a little bit slow. By the end, uh, you know, and especially evidenced by I think Monday show by uh, I think we were just having a, a silly wacky time by the time we got to the end of the show. Yeah, no, it it get, it's uh, hopefully we'll get a little wacky um, as it goes here. It's always that uh, in early in the morning sometimes like I had the panic because I was sleeping too good, and then <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh no, I got to get up and. My internal clock woke me up because it's a good thing because my alarm did not go off this morning. Ruh so. <laughs> Yeah, it was right before you texted the good morning. So oh, good. good. Yeah. Yeah, it's so. n- nice when the internal clock does that. That that was me yesterday. You know, it was one of those things where, you know, I sort of had that feeling like, you know what, it feels a little bit later than I normally get up, turn over, look at my phone, and realize, yeah, it's about 45 minutes later than I normally get up. Yeah. And that's where the uh, <laughs> panic sets in. But Absolutely. not the case today. And uh, so we wanted to uh, go into our interactive portion of the show where we invite you guys, the listeners and the watchers, to call in at the end of this segment at 844-790-TALK. That's 844-790-8255. Toll free from anywhere in the world, even if you are that uh, sweet dog, uh what, Tucson Prime out of Brazil, you can give us a call on this segment. What we're talking today is basically, uh, actually, I'm going to set it up a little bit. Uh, when I go through the stories and, and the things for the segments that we set up, uh, I always go through the This Day in History articles and the holidays that we do at the end of each and every show. Pulled up for today and found out today is National Julienne Friday. French fries. Julian Gulia. <laughs> so wanted to open the call-in topic to the best fast food French fries, in your opinion. Obviously, there are so many out there. There are so many good ones. We're not talking restaurant fries. We're not talking those delicious steak fries from Red Robin. Uh, we're talking strictly fast food. And so for my pick is probably the OG, something that uh, you know I have fond memories of from my childhood. You rarely, rarely ever get a bad batch, let alone a burnt fry. I'm talking McDonald's French fries. Those are uh, kind of the staple of French fry superiority. Um, I love them. They always have that that right amount of salt to them. Uh, Every once in a while you get them undersalted, but, uh, you know, 
of course, with any French fry, the fresher the better. But uh, that that's sort of the pinnacle for me, even though there are a lot of top competitors. Yeah, McDonald's is a good choice um, as far as French fries go. I remember as a kid, uh, we used to eat uh, like we, you couldn't wait to get home and you would just eat them because they were so fresh and they're so good. Like they didn't even need ketchup right there. Nope. You know, you just just got to eat them. And then uh, we would eat, you know, we'd eat some of dad's too. That would piss them off. So that was good. But uh, great choice. Great choice. Uh, my choice is going to be uh, the Chick-fil-A waffle fries. I am a I'm a huge fan of the waffle fries. Uh, the first waffle fry I had was at Carl's Jr. and I really enjoyed the fries there. Um, but I don't I don't go to Carl's Jr. Um, can't remember the last time I ever been there. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Chick Fil A has uh, just been one of those things. I think the food is delicious and uh, the the fry doesn't feel overly greasy. It's got a good flavor to it, and I just for whatever reason I am a huge fan of waffle fries. They're just awesome. Yeah, their waffle fries in particular are fantastic. I think that the sort of waffle structure to it is perfect for dipping. You know, whereas McDonald's fries don't need ketchup, the Chick-fil-A waffle fry is perfect for, you know, those big cups of uh, ketchup that they utilize, and uh, those go really well together. Absolutely. So um, that would be my pick, the Chick-fil-A waffle fry. Now, the only argument i have with the chick-fil-a waffle fry is because they are so big in the shape of them you don't get as many um you know in the the little fry box per order so you almost have to order up you know just to get uh the amount of fries you would normally get from somewhere with a smaller cut of fry right this is true um i just like french fries in general they're just delicious um they are good you know you know i Oh, Bob, that was my one. We're going to save it for the call-in topic. We can debate and all that stuff. But, uh, yeah, perfect. I agree with you. So, as Tony mentioned, we are going to open the phone lines now to you guys, the listeners and the watchers. Let us know what you think are the best fast food french fries at 844-790-TALK, 844-790-8255. And when we come back, we open those phone lines to you guys. So give us a call now. Let's see them light up. We'll be back in just a few. Want to expand your advertising dollar? Sponsor this or any America Matters program by calling 775-827-8900, extension 2. Now, back to the show. And we are back. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Wednesday, August 12th, and we are smack dab in the middle of our call-in topic today, the best fast food French fries. Yummy! We want you guys to call in right now, 844-790-TALK. That's 844-790-8255 with your pick. And again, we're not talking restaurant French fries. No Red Robin fries, no Chili's fries. We're talking strictly fast food. You can also chime in on our Facebook page. That's facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. And Tony, I know you received a text from our regular listeners, the Yandra family. I sure did. What are their picks? They're currently watching. So hi, guys. They're watching from home there in Nebraska. Um, Lacey's pick is Runza's 
crinkle cut fries. Now, mm. Runza, I know you're not too familiar with because they don't have them. They don't have them back there. They're mainly around the Nebraska area. It's like a uh, how do I put it? Like the edges, well, they can correct me, but it's like a uh, <laughs> I can't think of the words. It's a certain type of burger. What would you equate um, them to? You know, something that's a little more mainstream. Um, it's unique. So, uh, let's see. <laughs> I kind of dropped in the ball here. I was hoping they would chime in. Well, I looked that part of it up. Uh, Bella's vote is Wendy's. We all know Wendy's fries. I agree with my niece. I love good old Wendy's fries. Especially since um, they switched to those natural cut fries with the sea salt. Yes. And then Mike told Mike chimed and said, no fries because there's more room for burgers. Ooh. In a few cases, I would agree. Uh, specifically in the case of In-N-Out. In-N-Out is a major crapshoot when it comes to French fries. Either their fries are fantastic or they are total garbage. And so I often try not to hedge my bet and I'll uh, just double up on the burger order. There you go. Um, so Lacey helped me out after I just got to the web page. But uh, it's a hamburger, cabbage, and cheese in a bread pocket. Yeah, that doesn't what sound runs good. Is. <laughs> I think you would like it. It's an acquired type thing. So you lost some me people, a cabbage. Some people <laughs> like Runza. Some people don't. I think the name is funny because I think of something else. Yeah, as long as it doesn't give you the Runzas, right? <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's a. Uh, it's a, it's a beef and cabbage place, so you gotta be a, you gotta be a big cabbage person. Um, uh, I've had it. It's you know it's not my favorite, but it's not the worst. So now speaking of crinkle cut fries, uh, I would say that uh, the best crinkle cut fast food fries out there has to be hands down Del Taco, um, which you know normally you think of Mexican food Del Taco, but their fries are are so good. Really? Yes. Oh, wow. Yes. I've ne never had them. Very rarely disappointing. Now, I haven't had Runza's fries to contrast and compare, but uh, that's where I stand on the crinkle cuts. Oh, okay. Run Speaking of Runza, a couple things. The their fries are good. Their crinkle cut fries are quite delicious. They're crispy. They got a good kick, uh, you know, like good crisp flavor to them. Um Lacey's telling me that uh, Tommy Lee of Motley Crue always has one when he comes to Nebraska. Hmm. And uh, they actually have just good, actual, normal burgers. So you okay. don't have to do the runs of sandwich. You can just get a legendary burger as well on here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they have quite the uh, choices on here. They have a spicy jack burger, barbecue, double cheese, Swiss mushroom, bacon cheeseburger. Hey, they next, look half bad. next time I, I, I'm out in Nebraska, I'm definitely willing to try it. Yeah, well, if you come here, there's uh, one in Colorado. Just one. That's hmm. actually down the street from my house. Well, there you we'll go. Figure. Yeah, chances are more likely that I'll visit that one than the one in Nebraska because I only rarely find myself there. Yeah. And usually but, it's with uh, you. It is, a, it is a Nebraska staple, though, because uh, the first one opened in Lincoln, so... All right. <laughs> well, folks, we are talking the best fast food French fries. Again, we want you to chime in now. 844-790-TALK. 844-790-8255. Get in my belly! Hello!
<laughs> now another fry that I really enjoy, and uh, you know they they definitely aren't stingy on them, is Five Guys. You order a small, and they still fill the bottom of that bag with fries, and uh, can never quite eat them all. But uh, just great quality. Sometimes slightly overcooked, or they haven't changed the oil in a while. But uh, good fries. <laughs> Oh, absolutely. Uh, I definitely like uh, the Five Guys uh, fries. I get a small, though, because the small is a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, you order a large, and you're getting, I mean, uh, essentially a hefty bag full of fries. Exactly. Now, that's good if you got a group. You order that if you have a group with you, and then you just share them. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Uh, while we're still waiting for people to chime in on the subject of the best French fries, Here's a little bit of a curveball, not necessarily a French fry, but it's a different type of potato that is fried. Sonic's tater tots. Oh, yum. Mighty delicious. Yum. Yeah, good. Always a tot fan. Yeah, yeah. I mean, anywhere that I can get tots, especially if you're out at a restaurant and they offer tots, might as well. Yeah, see, actually, only fast food place that does that I could think of, correct me if I'm wrong out there, but I believe that's the only fast food place that offers tots. It's the only one I know of. It's the only one I know of, too, because I know restaurant-wise where to go for some tots, but, uh, yeah, that's uh, the only fast food place I can think of. And what was really good is I remember back in the day I used to get one of those, like, long coney dogs, mm -hmm. and then I would take the tot and dip it in the chili. And, Ooh, yeah, the had, chili yeah, cheese yeah, dogs, it was yeah. delicious, yeah. Really good stuff. Yep. Even more of a reason to have a top pocket. Yeah. Top pocket. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, while we are still waiting for people to chime in here at uh, our call-in number, 844-790-TALK, 844-790-8255, let's flip the script a little bit, talk about some of the more disappointing fries. Obviously, I mentioned In-N-Out, which uh, I love their burgers. Fries are a little bit of a crapshoot. For me, also, Burger King is nothing to write home about. Um, no, Burger King fries are blah. <laughs> um, Carl's Jr. is a little bit that way for me. Um, Wendy's used to be that way until, as you know, we mentioned, they uh, they went to the natural cut fries with the sea salt. Now, with Wendy's, Tony, are you a frosty dipper? No, you know, I know a lot of people like to dip that in the Frosties, and that's a thing. Um, I'm, I'm not, I would not classify myself in that category, no. I'm, I'm not either, you know. I, I, I like to keep them separate. I love the Frosties. I love the French fries. I, I don't combine the two, but there are a lot of people who do. Yeah, it's, um, I, I dated a girl once that, uh, I, I'm definitely Ted Mosby. There's always, I dated a girl once, and, uh. <laughs> And obviously that worked out so well. But she used to, that was her thing. She would just get fries and a Frosty and just dip them. Hey, to each his own. Uh, my boys like doing that. And, you know, I, I can see the appeal. But, uh, you know, I again, I'm sort of the type of person that uh, my foods can't touch. Even if I've got different things on the plate, I don't want to mix them up. I want to, one at a time is the way I go. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and Frosties are great. I just don't need them my french fry in the frosty right <laughs> and then uh you know sort of another take on the french fry is and uh, i don't even know if they have them anymore because last time i was there they just had normal french fries 
KFC always had the potato wedges, which were, were good in their own right. Oh, yeah. KFC wedges are good. That's actually really a good one. I like that. Um, Freddy's, Mike chimed in. He said, Freddy's fries are pretty consistently good, too. I agree. If you've ever had Freddy's, uh, their French fries are actually pretty good. They're like a little shoestringy fries. They're tiny. It's, it's, they're different. But yeah. they are, they've got good flavor to them. My only problem with shoe, uh, shoestring fries is that they lose their heat very quickly. You know, it seems like the yeah. thicker the fry, the longer it stays hot, whereas the shoestrings, I mean, five seconds after you get them, they're cold. Yeah, actually, last, the, the ones at Freddy's last a little longer than in and out but I usually eat it there, so it's not like I take it to go. So could be about the same, um, but KFC fries are definitely pretty dang They're wedges, good. yeah. Well, I just went there yeah. the other day, and uh, again, they had just normal French fries. They either stopped serving the wedges due to coronavirus or, or whatever it is, but uh, for whatever reason, they didn't have them. Maybe it's just the single location that I went to, but uh, that's sort of disappointing. Yeah. That's very disappointing. If you like Cajun, have you ever had uh, Popeye's fries? Oh, Popeye's fries are good. Popeye's chicken is awesome <laughs> i can't uh, say the real quote but uh, right <laughs> but yeah man popeyes is just it's actually a pretty dang good chicken place man i like them i like i, I actually I prefer like them over kfc i do too they got that uh just that cajun spice everything the only thing is sometimes it does not go well with my stomach the uh yeah kind of hurt kind of hurts the next day but their biscuits are fantastic, and their French fries are delish, man. It's the Cajun seasoning they put all over it, I'm sure. Yeah. It's delish. And speaking of seasoned fries, you know who has fantastic seasoned fries is uh, one of your old employer's tone, Arby's. They're curly seasoned <laughs> Those were always good. Yes, Arby's curly fries are the bomb, dude. You know who else has good curly fries? Who? They're not as good as Arby's, but they're still pretty good. That's Jack in the Box. The curly fries are good. They're not, I mean, they're not Arby's good, but they're they're pretty damn good. I'll have to check those out. You know, I'm not a generally not a big Jack in the Box fan. There's about eight other places I go to before Jack in the Box, but you know, next time I find myself there, I'll try the curly yes. fries. And I gotta say one, but they're hard to get unless you're in Texas or somewhere south. But what a burger! <laughs> What a burger fries are pretty damn good too. <laughs> you dip them in that spicy ketchup. Oh man. What a burger has the best ketchup. They have they make their own ketchup and they have a spicy ketchup and it just amplifies the fries. So I got to give what a burger that, man. Their fries kick ass. Good to know. Next time I'm in Texas, going to have to check it out. Yeah. Well, folks, or Arizona, they have them there too. Okay. That does it for our topic of the best fast food French fries. When we come back, we are talking words are hard because words are hard. So just keep words in, are tough. <laughs> keep in mind that after these messages, we'll be right back. Unable to listen to the whole show? A recording of today's program will be available later today. Visit americamatters.us and click on the podcast link. 
Now back to the show. We are back. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Wednesday, August 12th. Now, I got to ask you guys a question. You ever uh, find yourself going back listening to the show and thought, ah, oh, man, I should have chimed in on that call-in topic. Well, guess what? You can do that. For instance, you want to tell us about what you think the best fast food french fries are. You can do it any time of day, any day of the week on the Phoenix line. It's a 24-hour day, seven-day-a-week voicemail line. You know how it works. You leave a message after the beep. We'll compile those up as long as, as they're entertaining and put them out in a future show. And I've mentioned that, uh, you know, I think we only need one, maybe two more in order to uh, fill a full segment. But with that being said, if you do want to leave a message, give us a call, 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. That's 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O or 855-336-4973 for the alphanumerically impaired. Now, moving on into this segment, you know, we spend about two hours talking each day and uh you know it's first thing in the morning i like to think that i stay as articulate as possible but every once in a while i filippo some words or something that i'm reading and uh, it just goes to show that words are hard wouldn't you agree tell yeah words are always hard i mean that's where the term filippoing comes from it's like when you get an article like and you have to say names and stuff it just throws you for a loop it's like you look at it one way like i could say that but then when you actually have to say it doesn't always translate so yes 100 percent agree yeah for me my brain is usually about three steps ahead of where my mouth is and uh, every once in a while those sort of cross pollinate and uh, the words just don't come out the way they should so with that being said, I pulled up a list of people who have hilariously worked their way around forgetting or not knowing particular words. For instance, a uh, Twitter user named Kemi Collins said, My boyfriend's first language is French, and he forgot the word for lid. So instead, he held up the pot and asked, and let's see if I can do it in a French accent. He said, uh, oui, oui. He goes, oh, where is his hat? Apparently, he wanted a hat for the pot instead of the lid because you know what words are hard <laughs> where is the hat <laughs> <laughs> here's one that happens every once in a while you, you just can't it's right there on the tip of your tongue and you can't figure it out somebody put okay so i had to explain what a skunk was to my coworkers, and i finally couldn't do it with my big words so i said black and white fart squirrel I regret my choice of words, but they got it. <laughs> hey, it makes sense. <laughs> yeah, it's fart squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> you, you just distill it down to its, uh, you know, essence of uh, what it is, and you know, when you say black and white fart squirrel, I automatically think skunk. Yeah, I get. I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, here's somebody like me who, uh, you know, they, they pride themselves on their English skills. Uh, Twitter user at Skep underscore Annie says, I forgot the word torch earlier today, so I googled fire on a stick. I have two degrees in English. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. We, we've all been there. You know, it's, it's <laughs> just hard to, to come up with it every once in a while. Uh, here's one from Twitter user Dre Sayus. says, my ex-boyfriend was Swiss and couldn't remember the word for calf. So he called it a puppy cow. Still one of the cutest things I've ever heard. And actually, I think I prefer puppy cow to calf. Yeah, that's puppy cow. <laughs> and what's your new... Oh, let's go see the little puppy cows there. 
Oh, moving on, you know, again, words are hard. This is from Kendra Garden. Not our Kendra, but a different Twitter user. And Tony, I know you're going to have a voice for this one. Says, I couldn't remember the word for stroller, so I called it a gremlin holder. But sure, I'll be your kid's godmother. La, 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 la. Gizmo, caca, Gizmo's kids. Uh, gremlin holder. Now I can't look at a stroller without thinking gremlin holder. <laughs> I just gonna look at kids when they come to work just randomly with the mask. <laughs> What's with that guy? He does crazy. Here's one that uh, required a little bit of uh, explanation from uh, Twitter user the Outlaw Josie. Says, my dad forgot the word for macaroon, you know, the cookies, so called them Mm -hmm. Draculas to my confusion. And then he explained that uh, he Googled it up, or he Googled it and put in macaron, and it did a Vietnamese to English translation of the word vampire. So he was eating tiny little tasty Draculas. Tasty Draculas! Here's a case of somebody uh, else who had forgotten the name of a particular type of animal. Says, I was talking to my boyfriend, and I was trying to describe a type of marine animal, but I couldn't think of its name, so I said sea pancake. Apparently, manta ray was the word they were looking for. Ooh, sea pancake. <laughs> I, I wouldn't have gotten manta ray from sea pancake. No, definitely not. No, and those things are weird. You ever see the uh, the photo of um, uh, baby manta rays? I, I've seen them, yeah. Little tiny ones. Yeah. There, there's a photo and a meme that's actually out there that uh, if you see them from the bottom, baby manta rays look like little aliens trapped in a ravioli. It's quite disturbing. Weird. I'm going to have to check that one out. Because <laughs> I'm curious to see what that looks like. All right, moving on with words are hard. This is from Twitter user Amy Gainford says, My girlfriend is Dutch, and when she couldn't remember the word slug, she called it a snail without a house. I think she nailed that one. Yeah, I would say for sure. It's the same thing. I mean, literally, you just don't have the shell. You have nowhere to hide. (laughs) Moving on, this is from... Twitter user Garbage Coven. This is one of those instances where a word that is so easy, something that uh, there's no reason you shouldn't know, but for whatever reason at the moment, it just doesn't come to you. Says, I couldn't remember the word counting, so I told my friend to do the number alphabet. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, just do do that number alphabet thing. Hey, it's a great way around it, and I, I think it perfectly describes it if you can't remember a common word like counting. Yeah. <laughs> it just throws it it just throws it off because sometimes words are hard to just spit that out. You know, hence the segment. Exactly. Moving on, this is one where somebody needed a uh, prop as an example. Says, uh, this is like that tweet where the man didn't know how to ask for chicken in English, so he points to an egg and says, where's mother? Oh, and I I understand if English isn't your first language, words are very hard, especially in English. But uh, peanut butter, (laughs) butter. (laughs) That's Uh, a throwback. Yeah, uh, an early throwback. I think we talked about that one early on. 
<laughs> uh, sorry. Uh, again, going back to, you know, again, if it's your native language, uh, this from Twitter user Filippo81, which is perfect. Perfect name for yes. this segment. <laughs> Says yes. a, a, fr a friend of mine whose first English or first language is English forgot the word for night once and referred to it as the dark time. The dark time. Was he really Filippo 81? He was. What the hell? Yeah. It wasn't with an F. It was with a PH. But uh, yeah, Filippo yeah. 81. Filippo uh, 81. I'm on to you, dirty, dirty. <laughs> Oh, here's one where, uh, you know, it's it's the name of a, a fairly common book, but uh, you, you just can't find the, the right way to do it. So you describe it. I think they did a pretty good job. This is from Twitter user Letix1A says, I taught English in Korea, and one of my favorite comments from an adult learner was, I like that Hemingway. What's the book again? Bye Bye Guns. The book was actually A Farewell to Arms. Good description you know, and, and bye close bye enough. guns bye bye. Ah, <laughs> uh, here's more descriptions of a very common word. Twitter user a weird Lisa says my boyfriend forgot the word for sandwich and explained it as such. What do you call bread then food then more bread? A sandwich. Oh, but there's no sand in it. No, that was always confusing. But obviously, uh, if you know the. Uh, the epidemi is it epid no epidemiology is uh, the study of bugs. The uh, words are hard, folks. Words are hard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the beginning of the world the word sandwich was from the Earl of Sandwich who uh, invented it. All right, uh, moving on from Twitter user Isla. Aitken says, I forgot the French word for matches, went in a supermarket and asked for the little pieces of wood with fire. The guy I asked knew exactly what I meant. Yeah. That Sometimes makes sense. That. See, working in retail, I get it when people don't know how to use words. They're like, they'll just stare at me like with this blank stare. No, sir, we do not have Clorox wipes. <laughs> no, we don't have chaos disinfectant wipes either. <laughs> oh, okay. Thanks. All you need is that stare. You go back there, it's this stare. <laughs> that empty blank look on people's yes, faces. Yeah, yes, <laughs> yes, they don't they are out. I get you. All right, folks, and as we head into the break, here's one that hopefully you don't run into in the retail because I know they carry them at Costco. Somebody was looking for a 24-pack of burrito peels, also known as tortillas. Tamales. <laughs> tortillas. <laughs> tortillas. Not tamales, okay. Yeah, burrito peels. Well, folks, when we come back, we are headed into the final segment of the show. It is this day in history. We drop a little knowledge, have a little fun, and usher you guys into your work day. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. To join the conversation, call 844-790-TALK. That's 844-790-8255. Now, back to the show. Well, thank you for sticking with us to the end of the show, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Wednesday, August 12th, but not before we 
take you through our final segment. Now, if you missed a portion of the show or you want to go back and catch up on any of the previous shows, it's easy enough to do so. Head over to americamatters.us, click on the shows and podcast link, scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix radio show. From there, you can get video or audio or head over to wherever you get podcasts. Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor, Brinker, TuneIn, iHeart, Dozer, Doozer, Deezer, Geezer, Gozer. Are you a god? No. No, I'm not. Oh, you just brought on the Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man. <laughs> you always say yes. Well, while you're saying yes, say yes to subscribing, so that way you always have the latest episode. Leave a review, that way we know what you think, and tell your friends, because why, Tone? Sharing is caring. It is. Now, it is the final segment of the show, and as we do each and every day, we drop a little knowledge on you, hopefully make you laugh a little bit. It is This Day in History. Reversing the globe for the stories that turn the world on its head. It's this day in history with your correspondent on the beat, Christian Phoenix. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Ryan is still out uh, on a job, and so uh, I'm going to go ahead and take us through this day in history, starting off with uh, somebody that I didn't even know existed in the 12th century and apparently was a terrible, terrible neighbor even then. This day in 1336, English King Edward III ends wool export to Flanders. Ned Flanders. <laughs> I don't think it was Ned Flanders. I assume Flanders was a place, a continent, a um, territory. Yep it, low- yep, it was right above Springfield. <laughs> but On Evergreen Terrace. There you go. There you go. When in doubt, always get your knowledge from television from the simpsons and the simpsons, simpsons did it <laughs> and bill and ted's excellent pre- adventure yeah it's a show predictor all right this day in 1492 he finished sailing the ocean blue christopher columbus arrives in the canary islands on his first voyage to the new world Ooh, the canary <laughs> that's all I got. That was uh, that was like a terrible uh, poo version. Of that. Oh, that's and all right. So where Bart's in a well and and they're digging in the uh, in the well and out of nowhere, a poo goes, "Ooh, the canary." <laughs> <laughs> At least you kept it in the vein of Simpsons, uh, you mm-hmm. know, following the last one. So fair enough. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I don't got the puns for you, so I get you Simpsons knowledge for you. There you go. This day in 1867, 17th U.S. President Andrew Johnson defies Congress, suspending Secretary of War Edwin Stanton. Again, don't know the circumstances around that, but uh, he must have done something pretty bad. Yeah, you were a bad boy. <laughs> Very bad. <laughs> yeah, baby. <laughs> yeah. Here's a guy that we have to thank for exactly what we're doing right now. If it wasn't for him, the world of radio, the world of music, pretty much all of it really wouldn't exist. This day in 1877, Thomas Edison completes the first model for the phonograph, a device that recorded sound onto tinfoil cylinders, and later onto wax cylinders, which later became records. That's awesome. Yeah. It's crazy. Crazy to think like science and how like you would do that. Like, how would I record my voice onto this? So I'm going to try this. And then it gets to where we are today. It's, it's technology is amazing. It's crazy. It is weird to know if, that if we've really, come so far. 
Absolutely. Well, you start, you know, when you really stop to think about it, man, it's kind of a mind trip just thinking about how they do it. Like how, you know, we could broadcast to thousands of people and be all over and you and I still have a conversation in real time. It's, it's, it's very weird. Um, and he, very weird in a unique, night, uh, exciting way, I guess. Yeah. Even more amazing is that, uh, you know, most of the technology that evolves now comes from a lot of, like, science fiction of the past and, and you know, people trying to make the things that they love in fiction a reality now. Well, back in the 1800s, these guys just came up with it out of the top of their brain or out of necessity. And, uh, again, very uh, interesting in, in how that all um evolves yeah absolutely evolution baby <laughs> this next one i'm only reading it because this guy's got an epic beard this day in 1886 <laughs> wg grace makes his highest test cricket score scoring 170 versus australia at the oval uh, those words are just a bunch of mad libs to me i don't even the crick, he's a cricket guy <laughs> don't even really understand how cricket works but like i said this guy's got an awesome beard so i wanted to give him props gotta give props for the beard baby <laughs> oh yeah this one goes back to sort of my family heritage i've mentioned it in the past that i come from a long line of uh automotive uh not royalty but uh uh lineage specifically in mercedes-benz this day in 1888 bertha wife of inventor carl benz makes her first motor tour and obviously uh you know gottlieb daimler and, and benz were the inventors of the uh automobile and the internal combustion engine which is just a, an amazing feat all unto itself oh that's fantastic big bertha Here's a good note. It is the end of a war. This day in 1898, peace protocol ends the Spanish-American War, signed by Colonel Theodore Roosevelt and his Rough Riders. Not uh, the dog rescue nonprofit, but uh, where that name was taken from. Oh, there you go. The original Rough Riders. Exactly. I don't have the dog bark button. Speaking of car history, this day in 1908, Henry Ford's company builds the first Model T. That's cool. Hey, after watching Ford and Ferrari, I don't really like Mr. Ford. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people don't. Actually, I think that was either his son or his grandson that was portrayed yeah, in there. Was, but. Yeah, that one. Though, whoever he was in the movie, he was he was definitely a, not a good guy. Yep. Uh, here's a good guy. This day, 1922, dedication of Frederick Douglass's home in Washington, D.C. Uh, as a national shrine, Frederick Douglass is a famous African-American abolitionist, obviously working to end slavery. Abolitionist. Slavery. Very bad. Here's another guy that we have to thank for uh, modern ways of life. You know, you couldn't ex- uh, imagine life without this guy's invention. This day in 1930, Clarence Birdseye, cool last name, is granted a patent for a method for quick freezing food. Oh, so is that that's where the dried freeze uh, all that comes from? Not dry freeze, but flash freezing. So uh, you know anything you pick up from, say Costco, that is a frozen food, um, they're usually flash frozen, and uh, all you have to do is just pop it in the microwave and nuke it on up. Dang! 
it's crazy when because you, you can really preserve that food. You know, sometimes it comes out really good. Sometimes eh, not so much. Right. All right. This day in 1955, U.S. President Eisenhower raises the minimum wage from 75 cents to a whole dollar an hour. Yeah, thanks, Eisenhower. <laughs> Going to Disneyland now. And yeah, you know, there's a lot of takes on the whole minimum wage as we stand right now. A lot of people calling for a $15 an hour minimum wage, which I think is a little steep, even though I think it needs to be raised at least a little bit. Yeah. Well, and that's, it's crazy to think how uh, inflation and everything's gone up. Like you'd imagine, wonder what a dollar was back then, what it would be today, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, we don't have enough time for me to do the conversion, mm-hmm. so we'll move on. This day in 1964, Mickey Mantle switch hits home run record 10th and final time in a game. Again, another baseball legend. And then uh, speaking of more sports, this day in 1969, the Boston Celtics sold for an NBA record of $6 million back in 1969. That thing would go for so much more today, so much more. Oh, ridiculous amounts of money. Yeah. To own a sports team, man, you could be one of the richest people out there, but you still have to have investors and partners to even get a team. That's how expensive teams are. Yeah. Or you could be part of the uh, uh, Green Bay Packers where their fans actually own the team. Yeah. That is definitely a unique, it's the only one like that. Because I keep reading, I never drop it in entertainment, but uh, J-Lo and uh, A-Rod, Alex Rodriguez, are trying to buy the Mets and they just keep running into problems with it, so... Those two, you know, have the money. Oh, for that they've got stuff. plenty of money. All right. Absolutely. And finally, this day in history, Tony, you'll appreciate this one. And maybe you even have the button ready, hopefully, this day in 1991. Heavy metal band Metallica released their fifth album, Metallica, or also known as the Black Album. And it debuts at number one on the Billboard 200 chart. Yeah. You know, it's actually back. No! It's actually back in the top 200, right? That just dropped. I actually saw that when I was looking for entertainment news. It is, yeah. And then finally, as we head out, we've got a couple holidays for today. In addition to being National Julian Friday. Friday Friday today. Words are hard. Yep. Today is Baseball Fans Day. Unfortunately, you can't go out and actually see games. It is IBM PC Day. Okay. Ooh, yes. National Middle Child Day which I am, Truck Driver Day, and Final Record Day. Folks, that that does it for another episode of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. We'll see you for a brand new episode tomorrow, Thursday. In the meantime, enjoy your Wednesday, Wednesday folks. Goodbye.